0: This is the Grow My Clinic podcast by Clinic Mastery, where we help you deliver amazing client experiences to grow your clinic. Welcome to another episode of the Grow My Clinic podcast. My name is Ben Lynch, and today we have a very passionate guest. Michael Griffiths is the founder of Referral Marketing Guru, the number one authority on referral marketing training around the globe. After leaving the school system where Michael was a teacher and elite level basketball coach, Michael has gone on to create seven businesses, selling six of them along the way. Today, he shows people how to generate more referrals, use their networks more effectively, and use partnerships to fill their new client funnel. So today, we're exploring mastery of referral marketing. Michael, welcome to you.
1: Yeah, thank you very much, Ben. Great to be with you guys and
0: really excited. Yeah. So, Michael, let's dive into it. How do you define referral marketing and how might it be applied in a health practice?
1: Yeah, great. So, referral marketing is pretty, pretty simple to start off with. It is somebody who passes a prospect onto you. So I'll explain that a little bit more. Mm -hmm. So here we have John, who is currently a client, a patient, and John is out there on the weekend at a barbecue, and someone says, oh, I've really got this particular problem. And John says, oh, well, in fact, I've actually got a good person who can help you solve that. Let me pass you their name and number. So in essence, John has just created a referral for you, an opportunity for you to be able to sell And unlike any other form of marketing, where it's all about getting yourself in front of the right sorts of people. Referral marketing, in essence, is what we call the best form because it's not costing you a cent to be able to get other people passing you new business and new opportunities.
0: Brilliant. And so these referrals are what we might term a little bit warmer. They're more familiar with you. They're typically better clients. Is that what you would expect?
1: Yeah, well, there is a transfer of credibility. So if you happen to, Ben, be looking for a, I don't know, let's make something up, a, a video person, mm-hmm. well, you can go through Google and you can find a bunch of people and you're going to call them and you're not sure whether they're going to be any good or not. Or I come along and say, oh, Ben, I've got this great video person who we use and trust. How about you give them a call? And straight away for that video person, there is a transfer of credibility from me using them to you now being willing to talk to them because they're not as cold. Well, that's exactly the same for the the health businesses. If i got this great pain in my knee, I can go and hope I might find somebody good, but I'm more likely to ask people in my network who do they currently use because I would prefer to use somebody where somebody already knows, likes, and trusts them rather than me having to create that relationship from scratch myself, and that's why referral marketing and getting referrals within a health business is just so important and easy to do when done
0: correctly. And I think that might just be the key point we'll touch on today because from what we see, Michael, certainly in the referral marketing space is that it's almost hope marketing, that there's no real system or structure behind it and that it's a lot of one-off opportunities that go missing. So we'll dive into the mechanics of that in just a moment. But before we do, Michael, can you give our listeners just a bit of a snapshot about your journey as a business owner and how you gain these skill sets, these referral marketing skill sets, because they are skills, and have achieved the results to become the authority on referral marketing?
1: Yeah, certainly. Um, So as you mentioned, teacher by trade, 10 years primary school, high school math teacher, got back from the US in two thousand and eight and just got tired of the lazy teachers. Uh <laughs> give me my thirty kids, leave me alone. Don't tell me to do paperwork which is absolutely pointless. And I'd be absolutely fine. That was unfortunately not what was what was going to happen. And I believe today it's even worse. So I'm glad that we <laughs> decided to to move on and yeah. I remember uh, we started a tutoring business, so I was still teaching. Being a tutor is obviously uh, a natural progression there. I remember sitting down at um, some netball courts watching some of our, our kids that I taught play, and there's are 34 courts in this location, and kids <laughs> play on a Friday from 4 p.m. all the way through to 10 p.m., and I remember sitting there just going, these are all our clients. Every single one of these ah. are school age kids. And within weeks, I had contacted the Netball Association, found a way to create and collaborate with them, and we went from having one or two people who we used to tutor to having a team of 84 tutors and nearly 400-odd families that we would see every single week. And that, in essence, was the start of business. Since then, we've pretty much always found where was there a need in the market and solve that need until this came along. Uh, this has probably always been my passion, how to be able to connect with people, collaborate with people, create win wins with people. And the other businesses, we were always doing that. So we were always creating business through partnerships and through our networks and through being able to really utilize and leverage the people we had around us. So when we sold our marketing agency, which was the, the sixth business back in mm. 2013, it was like, oh, we're charging people to get them onto the front page of Google and to do social media marketing and to do radio and TV, but we're not actually even doing any of that ourselves and never have. We need to teach people how to do what we've always done, which is referrals, partnerships, networks. And that's where we headed down that path and went, well, no point taking people's money for doing something that we don't really even believe in anymore. And it's hard to get a return on. We Mm. actually need to be teaching people how to do what we've been doing successfully. And that's how it all came about.
0: Fantastic.
1: Yeah. Everything that we, we talk about and we teach and we show people what to do, it's what we do day in, day out ourselves. So Hence, we know it works because it works for us.
0: Absolutely. You're walking the talk. And I guess it looks like a natural progression for you having been a teacher for kids, but now in somewhat of a teaching consulting capacity, showing people, breaking down some complex topics like referral marketing or some in-depth topics like referral marketing and showing people how to do it. So that's uh, awesome to be able to follow through with those teaching skill sets as well. So then give us a little bit of a, a 30,000 foot view, a zoom out, if you will, of how to do referral marketing to grow a business, to grow our clinics.
1: Yeah, great. So we say there's three areas we should be focusing on. The first one is generating referrals from what we call referral teams. So for most health practitioners, they rely on getting referrals from clients. Unfortunately, most of your clients don't tend to do a great job of talking that they've got this particular problem, let alone then asking if anyone else has that particular problem. So getting referrals from clients as a health practitioner, it's a little bit difficult to do. The other thing that health practitioners go is "Ah, doctors. They're the holy grail. If we could just find doctors to refer to us, then that would be fantastic. Yes, yes. Well, doctors are just like accountants in my world. They <laughs> just don't get it. And they're so busy and they're so entrenched in their own world and they're so self-focused that very few doctors um end up being that holy grail that us health professionals would love. Mm. So we say, well, go and find people who also sell to your clientele that you could team up with. So as a health professional – There are sporting associations in your local area. There are after school activities such as drama, music, dance. There are um, tutoring organizations. There are various kindies and schools and like all those people have your clientele. So rather than just worrying about doctors, start thinking about who also sells to the same people you sell to. Who also mm. sees the same sorts of people that you see and start building referral relationships with those people so that you can start building up your referral teams. So that's the first thing that we want to look at, how to do that well. Yeah. The second thing is we all have networks around us. So whether they be your social media platforms, whether they be your current patients, whether they be the friends and families of your patients, whether they be your local community, we all have these networks around us and we just don't do a very good job of using them. So think about how could you create a tribe, a community, make the people who currently see you feel really special that they want to talk about you. They want to introduce you to their friends, family, neighbours, How can you do things within your local community that allow you to get great exposure and get seen because of just simply being more active within your networks? So that becomes then our second focus, Mm -hmm. how to use our networks more effectively. Thirdly is around partnerships. So if you've built your referral teams and you're using your networks, you're probably going to get enough patients that you probably don't need to do the third one, but The third one is around how do we create partnerships with people who have the same sort of clientele that we do? So how might you be able to um, create a partnership with a local gym or if you happen to be a a physio, chiro, something like that, maybe with a nutritionist? But think of people who that you could create partners with so that every time they make a sale, you get exposure and could make a sale also. So a great one which we did well a good eighteen months ago now a physio in Caves Beach up near Lake Macquarie, New South Wales, was just simply go to all the different cafes, find people who want a partner, and every time someone buys something at that cafe, they will get exposure to you. Maybe it's uh you can make anything up on on a flyer. And vice versa, when someone becomes that physio's client, they get a free coffee at this place. But just find ways that you can partner to create win-wins. And that win-win, there is no rhyme or reason. There is no right or wrong. It's just two people coming together with the same mindset of let's help each other and find a way to help each other. And that's what you can do with pretty much – let's just go 10 kilometres around your point of business right now, your health business, you've got hundreds of people that you Mm. could partner with. And that just becomes a way Mm. of thinking rather than you working out, well, how do I go and find a person all by myself?
0: And often, uh, Michael, you might be able to help us out here, a lot of people will say, well, I've found those people in the past but got nothing in return. I I get the idea of creating a win-win is there something more that we can do or is that just the natural selection process that, you know, some people won't come to the party? How do you deal with, if we've got a list of the people within five kilometres, let's say, of our clinic and we make a list and we're going to reach out to these people, and convert them or make them more fruitful partnerships?
1: Yeah, so without a doubt, their level of thinking has to be right for this to work. And there's a lot of people who don't even come close to thinking the right way. We call them transaction thinkers. And transaction thinkers, this will never work with. So there are sometimes you could ask 20 people and you're only going to find one or two suitable. And there are other times you can ask 20 people and you'll find 15, 16 suitable. Unfortunately, there is no rhyme or reason. That is just luck. But the, the big thing of why uh, for most people this doesn't work is because they don't put structure behind it. It's like, oh, I'll help you and you help me and let's sort of just see what happens. And unfortunately, nothing happens because there isn't a structure or a process behind making something happen. So in Mm. terms of finding the right person, yeah, that's just a matter of asking and having to ask a lot. But once you've found the right person, there is a structure and a process which will ensure that you actually get good things happening rather than the relationship just fizzling out and dying.
0: Absolutely. I mean, there's no guarantees in life or business. That probably doesn't mean you shouldn't try some of these strategies, employ some of these tactics to generate referral partners. Um, You know, It can be the same online. There's no guarantee you're going to convert well or for a specific time period or price. So, I'd imagine relationships are much the same. Like you said, you could hit up 15, 16 people and get the majority of them. So it's worthwhile that starting with people who really do serve the same clientele as you and that might just help make sure that there is some common ground to work off at the very beginning. Spot on. Yep, yep. Okay. So then, Michael, tell me, yeah, I guess, more recently in the last 12 months or so, What changes have you seen in the referral marketing space that are shifting the way that you're doing things now? Obviously, there's the fundamentals, but what are you seeing that's maybe helping the referral marketing a lot better, convert a lot better for you and your clients?
1: I think it's just understanding that the two big problems with people passing one another referrals is lack of training and lack of communication. So if we don't train somebody on how to find us referrals, how to pass us referrals, then I don't know how you can expect that they're going to. It's like bringing on a team new team member and going, get all this done for me without teaching them what to do. So, yeah, within the last bit, we've really become much more structured in terms of how do we train referral partners? How do we train our network. How do we train people to actually create better opportunities for us rather than just sitting back and hoping that they know what to do, which they don't? So yes. that's become sort of problem number one that needs to needed to get fixed. The second hmm. one is we don't communicate often enough and therefore we're regularly forgotten and hmm. we're also just sitting back twiddling our thumbs hoping that the other person might do something for us. So we, we put in place where hey, you've got to speak with your with your referral partners at least every second week, but more preferably every week. And the, when you speak, it's not just a chit-chat house of whether how are things going over in your world. It's strategizing how you're actually going to create new business for each other that particular week. So mm-hmm. when you communicate with a plan, then all of a sudden, good things will happen. If you're just sitting back going, oh, I hope Ben remembers me this week and talks yes. about me, well, unfortunately, Ben's pretty busy and his life gets in his way and he doesn't remember to talk about you. So mm. we need to do a better job as partners to communicate with one another with a structured, strategized plan rather than, again, sitting back just hoping that the thing might mm. work.
0: Yes. We often say to the clinic master community that it's a relationship and you even think of your spouse, your partner, husband, wife, whoever it is, communication is at the core of it. If you didn't speak to them for a long time, how would your relationship be? It wouldn't really flourish that much. So uh, yeah, communication, amen. That is uh, such an important point. Michael, just to go back to the training there of your referral partners as to how they refer I know you could probably speak about this for days, but one thing that we often see is you get a meeting with someone and then they pitch, you pitch yourself basically just straight off the bat. This is what I'm good at. This is what I've got my equipment, services. These are all the whiz bang things. And they spend most of the meeting talking about themselves, maybe their version of training that person as to how they could refer or why they would refer. Let's speak a little bit about the mechanics of, you know, do we build the relationship first? Do we go in trying to provide value to them first before we start asking or training them on how to refer back to me? What, what's your sort of guidance there?
1: Yeah, good. Cause if that's the first thing you did, you may as well have just not even bothered. <laughs> um, simply, I don't care about what you do, how you do it, whether you think you're the best is irrelevant. What I care about is do I like you, trust you, and actually want to help you? So we just simply go, first, you've got to identify who could be your partners. Second, you've got to ask people, hey, I'm looking for people to pass referrals to. Is this something you're interested in talking about? So now that person has had to say at least, yes, I'm interested in talking about it. So the third thing is we jump on a, we jump on a phone call. You don't need to meet people face to face to begin with. Mm-hmm. So you jump on jump on a phone call and just have a chat about, well, this is what I'm looking to be able to do with my referral partners and what are you looking to be able to do and let's actually just see if we like each other. So the right question isn't tell me more about your business or tell me what you do in business. It's just simply tell me more about you and that will tell me very quickly whether you're actually somebody who I feel we might actually be able to do something with. So, so- – Step one, identify. Step two, ask. Step three, conversation. And that conversation is all about me auditioning you to see if you are a fit for my referral teams. So all I'm doing in that conversation is pretty much asking you questions. I'll start off with, uh, tell me more about you. And as you start talking, I'll ask more questions to see if you're a fit for my referral teams. Now, mm. to me, I don't care really what you do and how you're doing and what your services are and what your equipment is and what you're that's irrelevant. You should be good at what you're doing if you're in the profession. What I care about is do I like you? Do we have similar mindset? Do we have similar values? Do I feel that there's going to be a good fit because we've got similar sorts of clientele and networks? They're the sorts of things that I want to work out first before I worry about anything else. So yeah. once I had that conversation and I work out you are a good fit, I'm going to just simply do this and so we just call this step four, plan. Let's do one small thing for each other. Mm. And during that one small thing for each other, we'll learn pretty quickly whether it's going to be a good relationship or not. Was it easy to communicate with? Was it easy to do that one thing? Did the person follow up and do what they say they were going to do? So rather than thinking about the future for the next five years as referral partners, just do one small thing. And that will tell you very quickly whether this referral relationship has a chance of going further or not.
0: Fantastic. Very, very practical. And I like the, the personal approach, first of all. So definitely if we're looking at mastering this, there's a training of our referral partners and the communication with them as well. And starting out on a little bit more of a personal note rather than trying to rush into business, talk business, pitch yourself, which often we hear a lot of people doing. It's actually, no, just take it back. It's a relationship. Let's build that like we would perhaps with any other relationship is getting to know the other person. Beautiful. Well, we've got a question here from a listener. Matt Stanlake from Upwell Health Collective asks... What's the most effective way to keep those referral partners engaged in the mid to long term? The relationships can be very resource draining and slow moving. So what are your tips for keeping those referral partners engaged? So communication you touched on. Um, maybe there's something there to explore and, and extrapolate, but how do you keep them engaged?
1: With your referral partners, you should be having at least a weekly, fortnightly or monthly conversation with them. So that's following a set agenda. So straight away, there's no way for them not to be engaged if you are doing that and following that sort of process. So most of the time, and look, people don't know what they don't know, they think, oh, great, I've got a referral partner. I'll just reach out every now and then, and that tends to be every 90 to 120-odd days. And in the end, the relationship fizzles out and dies. If you've got a proper referral partner, You should be speaking with one another every week, two weeks, month at the very most, where you are actually strategizing how do you get each other more business. So if you're following that sort of of process where you're strategizing how to get each other more business, it's not resource strain at all because you're actually helping one another. And if you're helping one another, then you always want that conversation to happen, and therefore the relationship will only ever blossom rather than go backwards.
0: Yeah, so structured schedule of communication time and then structured communication when the time comes. Is that right? Spot on. Yeah, absolutely. Very purposeful. Well, as we draw to a close here, Michael, what parting advice would you give to listeners? What's the real take-home point today? What's your golden nugget for everyone who's tuned in?
1: I think the, the big thing is that... If you want more referrals, it's no different to anything else in your business. You have to plan for it and you have to take action around it. So you can't go, I want more patience and then sit there and hope that it happens. Well, no different. You can't say, I want more referrals and then sit there and hope that it happens. So it's very much a matter of making sure that you are planning, you're following structures, and you are taking action. And I think if you do that, then really you'll end up with the result that you want.
0: Mm, Yep, absolutely. And it perhaps seems, Michael, that referral relationships, they are a long-term investment. Like we are working with people, we are connecting with new people. So it does take a little bit of time and effort, maybe more than some other things you might do in business. But we're not in business for five minutes, and so if we can get the structure and we can sow the seeds, we will reap and we will give value and we will receive value. So it's it's definitely a worthwhile thing to invest in referral partnerships and relationships.
1: We're certainly seeing that it doesn't cost you anything but a bit of time and effort. Where I think how many thousands of dollars a month people spend on marketing that doesn't work for them, it's certainly a much smarter solution.
0: Absolutely. But perhaps at the core of everything you've said here today, the one takeaway I've got, Michael, is that there's structure. There's a sense of purpose and structure and deliberateness about how you're doing this, that it isn't just ad hoc and then sitting, like you said, waiting for the referrals to come in. You're very deliberate. Spot on.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: So really in summary, the, the intention of referral marketing is to fill your new client funnel to attract more quality and qualified new clients. Michael, you spoke about how we can do that three main ways, referral teams, building our networks, and partnerships. And perhaps the key to all of those three elements is training our referral partners and also constant or structured communication in the form of a schedule and in the form as well of how you're actually communicating when you speak with your referral partners so that it's not wishy-washy, how's the weather, etc. It's actually tangible. How am I going to give you business? How are you going to give me business? You're working more purposefully. Is that a, a fair summary? Anything to add there, yeah, Michael? you've
1: done well. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you've summed it up. You've done
0: well. Well done. I know we've crammed a lot in and Michael, you are the expert on this. I know you run workshops for days on this, which if you haven't been to, go check it out. But Michael, today uh, our listeners can take up the nine-point referral game plan. Can you just tell us a little bit about that and how to access that?
1: Yeah, lovely. So, nine-point referral game plan guide. These are yeah, good. Seven pages, eight pages that we created, which walks through each of the nine things that we go into great depth about. That allows people starting to put their own plan in place. How to create profitability partners, your super groups, your content distributors how to grow your networks with the right sorts of people, engage with them, create conversations with them. So it really is yeah, a nice starting point for people to be able to take what we've been talking about today to a completely new level. So easy. People can uh, just go to michaelgriffiths.com.au forward slash plan or even if you just went to referralmarketingguru.com.au, it will pop up and give you a chance to get that there. So either one will be perfect and let you get your game plan.
0: Sensational and we'll put the link to that in the show notes on the recording here which are at TripClinkmastery.com. so uh, if you forget that you'll be able to log on to the website and click along there. Michael, thank you so much uh for sharing just a fraction of your wisdom and practicality around referral marketing. We hope this serves everyone listening and Michael uh is always willing to answer your questions. I know you're super engaged on social media, which is fantastic. I just want to say thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the Grow My Clinic podcast by Clinic Mastery. We'd really appreciate your honest reviews and ratings on iTunes and for you to share the love with a friend on social media. As I said, jump on over to clinicmastery.com for all of the show notes and get access to that referral marketing game plan and start to get practical, start to get structured about how you're doing your referral marketing. Michael, thanks a million.
1: Absolute pleasure. Great to be with you, Ben, and great to be with your listeners.
0: This is the Grow My Clinic podcast by Clinic Mastery, where we help you deliver amazing client experiences to grow your clinic.